This episode of Safe Space Radio is brought to you by the Equity Fund and listeners like you. This is WMPG. My name is Dr. Anne, and this is Safe Space Radio. Today is part of our ongoing series about the experience of LGBTQ teenagers in Maine. You may know that this group is one of the highest risk for suicide in our country, largely due to homophobia, including the real risk of rejection by friends and family, bullying, and many forms of discrimination. But the culture is also changing, as evidenced by the passage of marriage equality here in Maine. So we wanted to talk to some teenagers themselves to hear about how the culture is or isn't changing in their high schools. Today's interview is with Sienna. Sienna is a 17-year-old high school senior in rural southern Maine. She's been out as a lesbian since she was 14 and helps to head the leadership team for the Gay Lesbian Straight Education Network, known as GLSEN, throughout high schools in Maine. She's the president of the Gay Straight Trans Alliance, called a GSTA, in her school. Sienna loves to read and write poetry and to play the piano and spend as much time as possible with her close friends and two rescue dogs. She would like to work with teens and preteens someday, maybe as a teacher or social worker, erasing ignorance and advocating for those without a voice. Welcome to Safe Space Radio, Sienna. Hi. <laughs> I want to start with kind of where it started for you. Um, I wondered if you would tell me about how, the story of how you started to come out to yourself first. Well, to myself, um, I guess I always had these feelings about women for as long as I can remember. I can remember being four years old and wanting to be best friends with my playmates and wanting to spend all of my time with them. And, um, you know, just these other little girls that I would hang out with. I had these really strong friendship feelings for them. And I never really realized that this was homosexual attraction when I was four or five, six, a little girl. But it was always something that was never there for boys. Um, but I think the really first strong crush that I had on a girl was Hermione Granger when I was seven, <laughs> watching The Sorcerer's Stone. And then where did it go from there? Um, well, after that, for a while, it just kind of stayed in the back of my mind, and I never really thought about it. Um, and I think one of the reasons why I never thought about it was because, well, first of all, I didn't really know what gay was. But even after I learned what being a gay person was, I had never been exposed to it. I had never met a gay person. I'd never seen a gay person on TV. And I guess I always thought if I am gay I'm going to be alone so why would I ever want to do that and so it kind of stayed in the back of my mind and I never thought about it um, I had a very arduous list of boy crushes that I thought over for days and days and hours like who is the boy that I have a crush on so you were like trying to have a crush on a boy. I was trying really hard to have a crush on a boy and it never worked out in the same way. But again, I never thought about having a crush on a girl. I never thought it was an option. You never thought about it, but you just you did have them without working at it. Yeah, it I called them um, after I did come out in hindsight. I kind of called them friendship feelings, extreme friendship feelings for these girls, uh, either fictional or in my life. Um, I had a very huge crush on the class intern for my fifth grade class. She was a college student from UNH, and I just thought she was beautiful. 
And in fifth grade, um, being gay was a very bad thing. And it's about the time that people were realizing what gay was um, and that it was not a very good thing. And how do you think you knew that? How did you get messages that it wasn't a good thing? It was the language from the other kids. It was how they behaved around it. Um, the word gay was established as negative very early on in the game, as soon as people were realizing what a gay person was from their parents or the internet or however they were learning. Um, so it was like an insult? Is that what you mean? Yeah, definitely. Like playground talk. The 9- to 12-year-old kids are the worst at um, talking smack on the playground and not really knowing the context or what it really means. But um, I was picked on by the other little girls, and I was called a dyke because I wanted to do the school theater program, um, which didn't feel very good and didn't really help me in my feeling alone and feeling like gay wasn't normal. Right. So, I, and I want to come back because you said two things already that really got my attention when you said it felt like to be gay was to be alone. Mm -hmm. um, and it sounded like that was connected by, to the fact that you just didn't see images of gay people anywhere. Yep. Because today I think there's probably more images of gay people in the media. Do oh, you yeah. feel like it just was, it was sort of much more invisible? Yeah. I mean, I can't really compare media from when I was younger to media today because I'm much more aware of media today than I was when I was, you know, in elementary school. But um, from the TV shows that I watched on Disney Channel or PBS or um, any show that I would watch, there wasn't even any mention of gay characters. And being a child and not being exposed to anything like that, but maybe having these different feelings that you're not sure if other people have these feelings. Um, it's very scary to explore that when you look around and you figure, I'm never going to even know a gay person. If I am gay, then I will be alone. So I'm straight because normal people are straight. Yes. And when I said, you know, that there's more images of gay people in the media now, I wasn't thinking about children's programming. Mm -hmm. I, I don't really know, but I'm guessing, is, do you know if there's more? Well, now? actually, um, the first ever gay couple on Disney Channel aired very recently. Um, the video's all over YouTube now, but... Do you know the name of the show? I think it's called Good Luck Charlie. It's a one-minute clip, and it's this little girl um, on the show, one of the main characters. She has a friend come over, and the friend has two moms. And it's a really quick interaction. There's a little joke, but the lesbian moms are not the butt of the joke. They are just part of the joke. And I think that's really refreshing to see because it's a kid's show. Kids are watching it and it's treated as a very normal phenomenon for a little girl to have two moms. So let's fast forward a little bit. So you, you're called a dyke in school because mm -hmm. you wanted to study theater. Yeah. How old are you now? Where? I was 11 when were, I was called 11. a dyke. Yeah. yeah. And were there other experiences in school where you felt, you know, name called, bullied, treated differently as you began to get clearer and clearer about yourself? Um, well, in relation to being gay, I was never bullied because of it. But um, I actually spent a year in Christian school for seventh grade. And that was a year that just changed my life for many reasons, uh, because it was 
marketed to my parents who were looking for a good school as um, more of a moderate Christian environment and the religion is supplemental and occasional, I think was the exact terminology that they used. Um, that was the pitch they gave my parents, but it ended up being almost the opposite in reality. The religion was very fundamentalist and very intense and very uh, soaked in the curriculum. Um, and it was also a very conservative environment. It was a very kind of old-fashioned 1950s type school um, in the way that they dealt with controversial issues. And so how, how did that, maybe could you tell me a story or two about how that affected you? Um, well, one of the, my favorite stories from that time in my life would be uh, the day that gay marriage was passed in New Hampshire. Um, and well, actually the day before gay marriage was passed and every Wednesday we would have chapel and it was just a class period in the day and we would do Bible study and the day before gay marriage was passed was a Monday, but we still had chapel class and it was called, um, as an emergency chapel and we were all shepherded into the little auditorium and we were put into our grades and none of us really knew why we were having an emergency chapel, but I think some of the high school kids knew. And the music teacher stood up and started talking about homosexuality in the Bible and what God thinks about it and how it is a very bad thing. And then he went on to explain that marriage is a very uh, precious thing to God and to Jesus and um it's very precious love between a man and a woman. And he finished up his sermon by saying that tomorrow, New Hampshire may or may not be passing gay marriage. And um, he invited us all to, well, not invite us, he told us to bow our heads and pray. And we all had to read a slip of paper that had a pre-written prayer on it um, that was against the passage of gay marriage in New Hampshire. And I was the only person in the entire auditorium of about 100 students and adults that didn't read it. And I got a detention for that. You got a detention for choosing not to, to use specific prayer words? Yes. And did they, like, take you into an office and talk to you? Was it, were there even more messages about this? Um, well, there was. There were more uh, occasions of blatant discrimination against gay people in my Christian school. Another um, incident, a specific incident that had to do with this, was we had a debate class, and this happened um, once a week. We would just have debate class, and the teacher would pick the issue that we debated on, and it was not always religious. Um, sometimes we debated about things in history, but the one that really stuck out to me because it ended up being a huge ordeal for me was we had a debate on whether or not Christians should marry people who aren't Christians. Um, and this started very innocently. It started as, um, do you think that it's okay in God's eyes and by the rules of the Bible if a Christian marries a non-Christian? And all of the kids in my class were very adamantly um, Christians should marry other Christians. Um, and me, 12 years old, was feeling um, love is love and you should marry whoever you want. And I brought that up and I presented love as a very pure thing and not necessarily shared between a man and a woman. Um, 
And one of the reactions. You were so brave. You're only 12, Sienna. I was 12 years old, and I was trying to make a difference, and I was so scared. It was a very, very scary thing. Yes, I interrupted. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. And um, one of the reactions from the other kids in the class was, well, Sienna, that's not true because, you know, if a woman falls in love with another woman, that's not correct. Or if a man falls in love with another man, that's wrong. So love can be wrong. And I was so shaken by that, and I was so jarred. And at the end of the class, it was the end of the day, the teacher would typically wrap it up and say, well, good job, we'll do a new debate next week. Um, But at the end of this class, he said, I want you to go home, and I want you to do some internet research, and I want you to read your Bible, and tomorrow we will pick up exactly where we left off, right here, and we will keep debating about this, because I think that people have brought up some pretty interesting points. And we debated, I think it was three days of full class periods debating. Just you and this other person, or were other people taking on the role of debate as well? There were other people taking on the role of debate, but I was the only one that was arguing my side. Oh, that takes so much courage, because of course 12 is the ultimate self-conscious age, and wanting to belong, and wanting to be the same Inside, were you going home and like not eating and not sleeping? I was going home and I was crying with my mom, basically, for those three days. I was just, I was really upset. I was a mess because my parents had tried to raise me in an environment that was very loving and accepting and open. And I'd never really been in that situation before, especially at 12 years old, surrounded by people who don't agree with me and are saying very aggressively that they don't agree with me. Um, And then at the end of the three days, on the morning of the fourth day, the teacher, um, after our morning prayers, he had us sit in a circle and he read the passages of the Bible that state homosexuality is a sin. And he reminded us that all sin is the same in God's eyes. Um, And if you do a homosexual act or if you experience homosexual love, God sees you in the same way as he might see a murderer as he might see a rapist, and as he might see a thief. Oh, Sienna. And that was the conclusion of debate week for me. And in some ways, I it was very stressful and it was very sad for me, but I'm very glad that it happened to me because it Why? has given me such perspective and it has made me stronger. It has made me feel like I can be a strong person and advocate for what I believe in. And I, my parents felt for me a lot. Their child was very upset. But I am so glad that they sent me to Christian school so I could experience that. So you were only at this Christian school for one year, I gather. One year, because after that year, I mean, my parents homeschooled me for a year ah. uh, until I got to high school. I see. They were yeah. like, we are not going to subject her to we that. We can't do this again, was I see. the attitude. So you're a senior in high school now, right? I am, yeah. And I gather um, that you actually came out in public, as you say, when you were 14. Yeah. What is it that happened at 14 that made you feel like that was the actual coming out? Well, I don't think it was what happened at 14. It was more of what happened in between, Um eighth grade, because seventh grade was Christian school. uh, My freshman year, ninth grade was coming out of the closet. Eighth grade was kind of a strange transition year. um, And it is the year that the show Glee came out on TV. And I don't want to say that Glee made me gay, but (laughs) Glee made me feel very comfortable about being gay. 
And I think that is the media piece that we were talking about earlier, the seeing it in media and realizing that you're not alone. So when I ultimately came out in high school when I was 14, I was still not really sure. I was bisexual for a few months at the beginning of high school and like the fall. And I was still really afraid of telling people. But um, what really did it uh, after seeing the TV show and really experiencing that in the media, um, I went to then the Gay Straight Alliance. Now it's the Gay Straight Transgender Alliance at my high school. Um, I went to every meeting from the time I got to school and I did meet a girl there. And um, I had a very huge, very real crush on her. And having that with a real person and not just a celebrity for the first time was really just what kicked it into another level. The first time you went to the GSTA, were you nervous or how, given what had happened before in school? I was nervous because I wanted to make friends. So I was nervous, but it was more socially nervous. Like, I really want to make a good impression on these people, and I want them to accept me. That makes so much sense. Like, it, yeah. it, the stakes were high. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And when you were choosing the high school to go to, did you was that one of the things you looked at ahead of time, was whether they had a GSTA? It was, yeah. Um, and it's one of the things that my friends that... Uh, who are my queer friends now, they laugh at me because they say it took you so long to figure out you were gay when you were looking for high school. You were m making sure that every high school you looked at had a GSA or some kind of club with gay people. And it. it's like, Sienna, how did you not know if that was one of your criteria? <laughs> and how would you say it is to be in you, to be an out lesbian at your high school? How comfortable do you feel being yourself in the culture of your school? At my high school specifically, I feel very comfortable. It is a very open and accepting place. Um, there are some things that you can get made fun of for at my high school, but I don't think that being gay is one of them. What, what are some of them? Just uh, out of curiosity. Some of the ways that people dress, um, like t-shirts for a band that might not be cool, for example, or... Um, Wearing your muddy boots to school, if you're like a farm worker and you wear your mud boots to school, that you can get teased for that. I see. Um, but, I mean, there's not a huge bullying problem at my school, and it is a very open and accepting place to be, and I'm really grateful to be there. I'd like to ask you now about the changes that have happened here in Maine. We are a little over one year um, from the time that marriage equality passed in this state. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious to ask you, do you feel like that change in the law has affected the culture in your school? Do you notice any changes? In my school culture, not much really changed. If anything, people were really happy about it, I guess. By and large, people were stoked that marriage equality was passed. Um, in general, I think that people in my age group feel some hope Um just with marriage equality in general, whenever it's passed and you're 15, 16, 17, and you're gay, um, and you live in a state where you know in 20 years if you want to get married in your state, in your hometown, you can't do that. You are literally not allowed to do that. You have to find somewhere else. It's disheartening to feel that way, and I felt that way in Maine for many years, but I think once marriage equality was passed, one of the first things 
I said to my mom after it was passed was, Mom, I want to get married um, at the beach. And it was a really cool feeling because I can do that. I bet she was psyched for you. Yeah. <laughs> I understand that partly in your role as a leader in the gay, straight, trans student work in Maine, that you have given presentations about uh, LGBTQ history. Yeah. And um, I'd love to hear a little bit about what inspired you to do that and maybe also what, you, what you've learned from doing that. Well, I really love the history part of LGBT presentations or culture in general because really, like, there wasn't much of a huge gay movement that everyone was aware of before the Stonewall riots, essentially. Um, But there is an LGBT history before that point in time. It's just really hard to uncover because it was so unsafe to be gay and it was so frowned upon and taboo and... I can't even imagine what being gay must have been like in 1920 or 1890 or going back even further. But another really cool way to look at it is how far in only 50 years the movement has come. People just feel safer. Like I am allowed to be 17 years old and I am allowed to openly have a girlfriend and go to the mall with her if I want to and hold her hand and not feel like I'm going to be attacked. And it's so important to remember how dangerous it was to be gay and how far we have come from that point. And of course still is dangerous in yeah, some places. Yeah, of course it is. It's still dangerous in the overwhelming majority of the world. It's, you can be killed for being gay in so many places, legally and illegally. And of course, there's so much left to do. And there's so much distance that still needs to be covered in the movement. But it's really heartwarming when you think how far things have come in such a short amount of time. And in your high school, particularly, when you say there's so much to do, what are some changes that you would like to see happen? In my school, in particular, um, I would like there to be a more inclusive health class. Um, specifically with sex ed, just because we do a unit on straight sex, but it is never even brought up that, you know, STDs between a same-sex couple can happen. Um, And then also history classes have some mention of the LGBT rights movement in history class, and just even acknowledging that some people were gay in history. Right, so you're really working on curriculum reform, more inclusive, mm-hmm. more inclusivity in the curriculum. Yeah. If you are able to get this curriculum reform, if they are willing to teach more about, you know, sex between between two women or two men or more history, what impact do you hope will come of that? Um, I'm hoping that with the sex ed part of it, there would be less fear around same-sex relationships, um, and especially with gay male partners. There's a lot of ignorance and there's a lot of fear around that particular type of love because lesbians are often sexualized in the media and they're more of male objects of attraction while gay men are more of objects of fear and disgust. And I think having some of that in the curriculum would give um, straight boys in general a more open mind about it, not necessarily to be gay themselves, but just be more accepting. Do you think it's harder to be a gay guy in high school than a lesbian? Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Yes. Say more about that. Um, well, some people would say that lesbians have an easier time because people are more accepting of lesbians, but um, I think that it more has to do with people sexualizing lesbians more and being sexually attracted to lesbians and like the patriarchal view of two women is so attractive where two men is disgusting and I never want to have any part of that. Um, and it is also hard because masculinity is more of a dominant thing in youth culture. Um, if you are a girl who is more masculine, that's more acceptable than a boy wanting to be more feminine. Uh, masculinity is seen as a precious resource and to let it be depleted would be absolutely horrifying and my son's not going to be a sissy and all that type of mentality. It's very toxic and I imagine it's very hard to navigate as a young gay man. Yeah, I can imagine. And we've It's been harder to find um, high school b- boys for this radio mm-hmm. series, for instance. Yeah. The risks feel higher. Yeah. I want to ask you now about a really difficult subject in terms of depression and substance use and mm-hmm. suicidality, which um, we know that high school is a really vulnerable time for LGBTQ kids. Yeah. Um, in your group, is that something, or in your own life, is that something that you have had personal experience with or had friends who really struggle with things like that? Um, I would say substance use. Um A lot of gay teenagers do drugs and drink for the same reason that any teenager would do drugs and drink, which is I'm young, but I want to be kind of rebellious and have fun and I'm going to steal my dad's beer. Um, But then there is the very sad group of people who start becoming alcoholics because they feel oppressed and they feel upset and um, just not accepted and they feel like there's no other way. Um, I don't have any personal experience with that, and I don't have any friends who have suffered from substance abuse problems um, in relation to their sexuality, but it definitely exists, and if you are gay, you are aware of it. Um, But depression is a very serious issue with youth, and any gay teenager can tell you that. Then they can list at least five gay people that they know that are their age that have experienced depression or have struggled with it, have battled it or are living it. And I do have personal experience with depression and anxiety issues and it's terrible. It's a really huge problem for the youth and it's not even the fault of the youth. It's the opposite of the fault of the youth. It's the fault of society and the people who drive them to feel that way. And are there things that have helped that have made a difference for you with that? Um, I guess the growing strength of the movement has helped me in relation to my sexuality. Um, And also just having a really strong support group of friends. And, you know, you're never alone, no matter who you are. Because even when I felt like I had no friends or I was afraid of having friends, I could go on the internet and find some people in chat rooms, which is not always the safest thing to do. But with a certain degree of anonymity, um, the internet culture of my generation is a really powerful thing. Um, And there are websites sponsored 
by the Trevor Project. It's called trevorspace.com. Um, I had an account on that website, and it's very safe. Um, the people who run it do a really good job of making sure no one is doing anything explicit or inappropriate. Um, and the Internet is just a really amazing tool to not feel alone because I could be 14 years old, really afraid of how I was feeling, really afraid that I wouldn't be able to come out to anyone and go online and go to this social networking site and have a conversation with a hundred other people who felt exactly the same as I did. Sienna, thank you so much for being my guest today and sure. for speaking so openly about your own experience. I want to just highlight that website that you listed, trevorspace.com. Yeah. We yeah. actually did an interview on Safe Space Radio um, oh. about teen suicide and the Trevor Project. Mm -hmm. And so you can also look at that if you go to the website for Safe Space Radio, um, if you look up the Trevor Project. Mm -hmm. um, Thank you so much uh, sure. for your courage, both then and now. I wish you so well. Yeah. Uh, I've been speaking to Sienna today about the experience of being out and lesbian in high school. If you have a story of your own about your personal experiences coming out or being afraid to come out or about bullying in your school, please email me at dranne at safespaceradio.com. That's D-R-A-N-N-E at safespaceradio.com. If you did not get to hear this whole show and you'd like to, or if you want to email it to a friend who you know needs to hear it, please go to our website at safespaceradio.com. You can listen to the whole show there. You can also subscribe to get a weekly email with a link to that week's show. You can download us from iTunes. You can like us on Facebook. My thanks today to Gabe Graben for producing the show and Jim Russell for being our consultant. Coming up next is Speak Freely.